Welcome to a very special edition of the Random Tea Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Claire. Yay! We have special guests. <laughs> Our very first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guest podcasters. Yeah. You've heard us talk about them. They usually text during podcasts. Yes, they do. <laughs> Sarcastically. But it's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I usually text during the podcast because I'll find out when it is and then set an alarm. Oh, my. And actually text. Are you text- kidding? No, I am not kidding. Oh, jeez. I've watched it happen. It's this, accurate. It's, it's because I, I love you. <laughs> and there you have it. Well, there you go. Uh... So, so yeah, we're talking about Steve and Bucky. Yeah, this is a one of our first of a series of character focuses. Yeah, and you can't talk about Steve without talking about Bucky. Yeah, yeah, and lots of crying. So, and um, we knew they had feelings about so, Steve and Bucky. So, so many feelings. <laughs> so, um, so let's let's. I th- why don't why don't we start with how we all met? Two two one Beacon. Yes, these two were our two favorite. That was the year that everybody was uh, cosplaying as Bucky and Stucky, Steve. Yeah, there was there were so many. It was a Sherlock convention, and, and that there one, were so many. Steve I know you cosplays. guys brought the you guys brought the uh, the pinup version, mm-hmm. and then we had Howling Commandos Bucky and pseudo Howling Commando Steve. Different shield. But. Did we have a third one that year? Or was no, it? that year we were going to do something different on Sunday, and we went, nope, fuck that. <laughs> was, you were tired. Y'all didn't do the pinup that year. Yeah, they yeah, did a pinup. Oh, no, that year was the biggest pinup. The hair yeah. on that year's pinup was insane. You spent and forever on yeah, that hair. Yeah, I did Howling Commandos pinup Bucky that year. Yeah. Good times. And then yeah, this year you added... We did Winter Soldier Yeah, pin-up. I did Winter Soldier. I made an arm, which, like... <laughs> Oh my god, I don't even want to talk about the amount of sweat that is in that arm. If I ever do it again, I have to remake that thing. But we did Winter Soldier, and I spent maybe 30 or 40 hours making an arm for it. Well, you know how Sebastian does it. He uses lube. I really wanted to just, like, slather her up in KY and just, like... I mean, it would have made things even better. (laughs) Just stick it in there. To make the arm fit right, it had to go under my bra. And so everyone in the room got to watch me parade around completely topless while I sat on the floor squirming into this arm. (laughs) To be fair, it wasn't the first time any of us had seen me make it before. (laughs) That's that's Previous 221 Beacons can attest. (laughs) So there's the meat cute. (laughs) No, but what did you get? You guys did the bro one last year. Yeah, or yeah, this year, this year, this year we did we did bro Stucky because oh we thought God. it was hilarious, and you know we got snapbacks that are the I know. Winter Soldier ones. It was yes, just, and you had the um oh yeah the, oh, the, the socks with yes, the sandals yes yeah yes we had basketball shorts yeah basketball yes, shorts yes. and we're currently wearing and it yeah was, it, was, it was perfect yeah it was the most comfortable so first comfortable. Day costume we could have ever had done yeah it was great it was, oh and it was PBR beautiful. you had PBR with it. Oh, yeah, we had PBR. We were, like, shotgunning PBR. We hit bro just to peak bro levels. <laughs> it was beautiful. And one thing I would like to point out about those costumes, I did not love Bucky before I made my Bucky costume. Yeah. I, I had no interest in actually even Captain America very much until I made those costumes. Until me. Yeah, so there's, so, so there's like, our segue. So was it like, was Claire going like, we're going to cosplay this shit and just suck it up and do it? Okay, so it was more like, I love Claire. Claire is my roommate. She is my best friend. I love her so much. And she really loved Captain America to the point to where if, if I needed to get her anything, I'd get her a cap something. And I love Marvel. Like, Marvel is 
my bay, but you know, I'm more into X-Men and I've usually tended to like Thor a little bit more. Yeah. And she really wanted to do Cap and I was like, well, you know, I'm going to be her Bucky because one of these years I'm going to make her be Navi when I dress up as Link. So I was like, this will only be fair. It actually may be this coming 221B con if we can get the cons- the costume going right. Yeah, if we can get everything together. <laughs> but um, I was I was sewing the Howling Commandos blue jacket, which was like this. Oh goodness, it was like Barbara Walters jacket. <laughs> it was Joan Rivers. Oh yeah, it was a Joan. It was Rivers. Joan Rivers, and it was glittery and sparkly. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Okay, so I had to mail. mattify this jacket oh that I got God. from eBay, and I was sewing the lines onto it. And I figured, okay, well, I'd stared a lot of pictures of Bucky and Howling Commandos with that blue jacket, and I had just was really playing First Avenger on repeat while I was sewing, and I was picking some threads that had gotten tangled, and was watching it, and it was the scene where Bucky. Like, the reticule is on Steve, and it moves up, and he shoots the Nazi and, like, pops the yeah. you know, the gun, whatever it is, back, oh. and the bullet flies out. And I had to stop because I was like, oh, my God, no, no, I love him. <laughs> and so it was immediate. It was immediate. And Claire came home, and I was like, I love him. I love him so much. For context, when we were sewing the costumes, I have, a like, a full, like console sewing machine that was, like, from the 70s that my aunt gave me. It's sitting in my <laughs> closet. So when she's sewing... Our costumes, she is literally hiding, like, in a hidey hole in my closet, sewing all day, (laughs) with beer all day. So I would come home, and my closet light would be on, and I would hear the sewing machine just going from my bedroom. I I can totally picture that. This does not shock nor surprise me at all, whatsoever. So... There you have it. So we could not think of any other people that we could possibly invite... But to discuss Steve Rogers and one Bucky Barnes. So, <laughs> yeah. Bless your heart. <laughs> so, welcome. <laughs> no, that was like a for real bless your heart. That wasn't like a southern bless your heart. That was a real one. I seem to remember one podcast where you called us out for not giving you feedback. You have made a huge mistake. No, no, today. we're good with that. We love huge. The, you mistake. do not understand how much we love getting feedback because, <laughs> and let me explain why. Okay, and I want all of our listeners out there to understand this. We love getting feedback because uh, Quainty and I share a brain. We do, and y'all have y'all are witnesses to this. This mm-hmm. actually exists. It's true. So, um, <coughs> there's only so much that we can content that we can come up with, and so to hear other people's point of views for us to discuss. Uh, for example, we have feedback today from Gina, who has written a, uh, by the way, you guys need to know this, a 200K thick. Gina did the cosplay, too, didn't she? She, she did, did the Bucky the bu- cosplay. She did, Bucky, yeah. she did a Finn Bucky cosplay. Yeah. Um, and she's written a 200K thick on Stucky. So she's, she's big into the Stucky. <laughs> Can she be my new best friend? Caitlin's I'll making you the a link. creepiest face. Hey. Uh, sh- she can't replace me. She can join you. That's fair. I'll that's, allow it. That's called a threesome. <laughs> Just pointing that out. Um, but uh, but Gina, um, I'll we'll we'll hook you up. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, she's on uh, she's on the Randy Podcast uh, Facebook. You can find her there. But uh, oh anyway, God. but she's 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 a huge mm, she's a huge Stucky fan. Yeah. So. Um, but we like hearing other points of view. This yeah. is, I mean, this is an interactive podcast, so yeah. there it is. Especially during stuff like Thor, because I'm just crying about Loki. 
I mean, let's face it. Okay, so something you might not know about me is that before I decided I loved Bucky, all I did was cry about Loki. And this is why we're friends. My my friends back in like my friends back home uh, can attest to the fact that when they announced Thor and we saw that Loki was going to be the villain, I screamed my head off because I was like, Thor is not complete without Loki. This is my favorite part of the comics. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's um, let's try let's. Let's stay on task now, ladies. Oh, God, help us. Um, all right, I have a question for everybody in the room. Oh, Jesus. What was your first experience with the MCU movies? What was your first... Mine was Iron Man. <coughs> it was Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. I started from the beginning. Yeah, mine was Iron Man, and it was... Although, technically, Iron Man was not the first. Yeah, it was. Well, so of the official MCU... Hulk but then was second. Hulk was second. So I watched I watched Iron Man, but I didn't really get into them until honestly Iron Man two, which we watched for like I can't remember if it was Mother's Day or my mother's birthday, but like she got to choose what movie we saw, and this is the year that my dad chose to go see the Lake House when he got to choose, and my mother chose Iron Man two. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And uh, <laughs> after Iron Man two, I was hardcore. Yeah, Iron Man was the first. Um, I didn't know the gravity of what was. What was start what, what, was happening? I didn't know what, what was to come of it all, but I knew I li- I loved Robert Downey Jr. It looked awesome. I liked superhero movies. I liked comic yeah. books because that was a, still around the time where I was just getting into reading comics. So I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I fell in love with Iron Man like so hardcore. Like Iron Man was was Bay for the longest yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And then I think like when Iron Man two came out and when I f- first saw that they were referencing the Avengers. That's when I lost my shit. I'm when like, you realized what was coming. When I realized what was coming, I yeah. was like, okay, this is going to be amazing, and I cannot wait yeah. to be front and center for all this. So Iron Man was the one that started all of it, and it spiraled downhill from there. I knew when they brought in um, uh, Nick Fury at the very end of Iron Man, I was like, yeah. all right, they ain't bringing Sam Jackson yeah. in for no reason. Now, There's going to be more. I remember in the theater when that happened, that the, the – like the collective gasp across the room and then just like the shriek of like five different people is like oh my god the avengers like they lost their mind and i and that's and i didn't know a lot about it but once everyone lost their mind around me i'm like okay this is important and i looked it up and i'm like okay this is gonna be great so it was like like two steps behind but i I realized how cool this was gonna end up being yeah exactly i okay um being being the old curmudgeon in the room uh, I started reading Marvel comics as as a wee wee babe in the crib. No, uh, I was slightly just older. about. Just yeah, I've 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 been reading Marvel <laughs> <the old> country. <laughs> I I've been reading Marvel comics since literally since I was young. And 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 like you, Caitlin, uh, X Men were my more preferred group of uh, awesome. of uh, Kitty Pride. Loved me some Kitty Pride. Rogue baby, she was so hot. Yeah. Jean, yeah, I Jean, knew this about you. Good Jean, but it was it was it was all it was all Kitty Pride. Do you know why it was Kitty Pride? She wore an ElfQuest T-shirt in one of the issues. Oh my god! Of course it's that. It's of course you're you fucking nerd. Hey, I still have a subscription to the paper ElfQuest to this do. day since I was eight years old. Not giving it up, man. Anyway, um, but then I saw Iron Man, and it may have just been where I was in my life at the time that it just didn't really have a huge impact on me. Yeah. It wasn't until I saw Thor. In the movie theater. It was the Hiddles Conda. You didn't even know it. I didn't and know at the time. Was. I was not aware that it was the Hiddles Conda. Um, I think it was my first experience with uh, the Hiddles. 
Yeah. Um, but that's when I saw Thor is when it really, I was like, that, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm in. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so. See, one of the reasons that Iron Man 2 did it for me was um, that was when. No, surprisingly, not Robert Downey Jr. Um, so the first Iron Man didn't really impact me. I grew up with my brother reading comics, and he read X-Men and would watch those, like the TV show. So that's why I kind of knew comics. Yeah. But then, I'm about to, to date myself, but um, I was getting my undergraduate at the time. And always date yourself first. I know, always <laughs> date yourself first. But I was getting my undergraduate at the time, and my favorite professor taught a comic book class. And I took his comic book class. And in the over the course of it, we read the Ultimates, which is where you get the Samuel L. Jackson style director, uh, yeah, director Fury. And I went from like zero to a thousand on comics. Then I saw Iron Man two, and it was just like I had a boner at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Ultimate storyline uh, was much like the Civil War storyline. It threaded through, it was big. like it had its own storyline, but it threaded through several different com- where Civil War. You had it was like what five or eight. Uh, the in and of itself, but yeah. then you had Civil War Panther, you had Civil War over here, you had Civil War, Civil War this, yeah. Civil War that, Civil War that. So it was this big. So all the Ultimates were like like that as well. So it was big. It was huge. So um, okay um um, I don't know. Segway. I that was the um is the best segue I could come up That's with. Okay. So we're here to talk about mr steve rogers stephen grant rogers and james buchanan barnes james buchanan barnes bucky Bucky. so do you ladies know and if you've been paying attention to our podcast you should know the answer to this where bucky's name came from president buchanan like his middle name because that's where stephen grant came from was yeah president grant right i mean i listened to these while i'm at the airport so i may have missed something Oh, I'm sorry. Now we have to hit you. Simon. Oh, because there's Kirby and Simon, who <laughs> are the... showing me your ass. <laughs> ...has been presented. Uh, Kirby and Simon, who were the original writers, who uh, the, the creators. Uh, Simon uh, went to one of his... The, the basketball hero of his school was Bucky. I.e., I'm guessing the guy he had a crush on. Yeah, yeah. That's where we're, we're going with that. It's the guy he had a crush on in high school. But I would like to point out, as I will probably talk about in a little bit, the Bucky of the comics is not the oh, Bucky yeah. of like, the movies. How the old origin is he story. In the comics? Is, he's a teenager. Okay, he is actually but the a teenager. teenager. He's, he's uh, a baby. his uh, Bucky's origin story. He's like six, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year olds. He he is punk ass kids. In the comics, the the Bucky nickname where it comes from. Yeah, he's Buchanan Barnes. Yeah, but the Bucky nickname. He was the mascot of the was it the one oh seven. At least that's a, that's the, he's in the one oh seventh in the movies at least. So if they keep yeah. that consistent and with the comics, then yeah, he's in the one oh seventh. And that's why he's paired with Captain America because he's the uh, the like you know mascot. But in the movies, his origin story is that of Arnie Roth. What? Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he's the. Um, we're not making dick jokes, of course not. No, we wouldn't do that, Michael. No, because no. um, I know Michael's listening. God Unless help him. God, yeah, he loves it though. Hi, Michael. Yeah, say hello to Michael. Hi, Michael. Michael, um, as 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 uh, you ladies have heard, you ladies art. have heard our, our yes, uh, which really? I'll did. show I'll show it to you. Oh yeah, I'll show it to you after the podcast. He's an artist. It's awesome. Dum dum Dugan. That's all I'm saying. So, um, yes, and Loki. But uh, Michael is uh, old school, very comic. He's well briefed in the comics. Yeah. So, uh, I think he will appreciate what I have to say about 
See, yes, I'm sure he will. He did not send us any feedback, unfortunately, probably due to his time constraints. He's uh, he's constantly doing cons. He's a retired military. Apparently not teaching one does a lot of. He's the one who helped us with some of the visual of Steve's uh, uniform yes. in the movies. Because we're like, oh, we're not real sure what this is. He's like, okay, it's this, this, was. and this. What his yeah. rank was. Yeah. So, uh, hi, yeah. Michael. Yeah. So, uh, so let's talk about... The babies? The introduction of Steve and Bucky. How they met in... Let's talk about the differences between how they met in the comics and how they met in the movies. Because this is an MCU movie feed. Right. But we talk about But we comics. can't talk about one without the other. So they've known each other forever in the movies. You're, you're Just let Caitlin yeah, have okay, the Okay, I'm grinning because okay, so Oh my god. In the comics, Bucky meets Steve after he's already Captain America. In the comics though, Steve has a childhood friend that protects him from bullies, who is the bigger, stronger one, named Arnie Roth. Ah. And Steve goes off, becomes Captain America. When he comes back, he Arnie recognizes him and is like, oh, you're my friend? Here's the thing. Arnie Roth is gay. <gasps> openly gay. Canonically, openly gay. I think this was in the 50s. I need to double check oh, still, through. Holy shit. Right? I need to check what I've got here. I think you mentioned I, yesterday. I need a comic reference. Okay, so let's see. Um, so what we've got is, I've got, I've got a lot of these. So in issue number 270, they meet again, and Arnie sus- says he's always suspected that Captain America was Steve. And then um, Steve. Arnie gets captured and brainwashed. What? And Steve Cap uses Arnie's uh, partner, Michael, and his love for Michael... To break him out of it. Shut up! But Arnie's origin story is identical to, to Bucky, Bucky from the movie. And that's why... Oh, oh the issue was uh, number 270. Because in the... Let me look that up here. Didn't the writer put it of... put in our show notes. So that people can... Winter Soldier actually confirm that too? Brubaker? No, the writer that created the character of Arnie Roth confirmed that the origin story of Bucky in the movie was identical to what he wrote for oh, okay. Arnie. Okay. Yeah, it's it's for our show notes so our listeners can look it so up. So that's a, basically a fancy way of saying Bucky gay. Gay. That's a fancy way of saying Bucky gay. <laughs> MCU Bucky. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm fine with that. As opposed to uh canonical. Okay, so just uh for My our listeners canonical angle. we're referring to the <laughs> comics. Comic canon. Canon. We say MCU we're referring to the movie canon. Yeah. Cuz it's two different canon. That yeah, cuz they're both canon make that in their distinction. own way. It was the 80s, 1980s when okay. uh Arnie Roth. I'll find it. And it was uh, fighting against the Reagan administration, ridiculing the gay plague. None of that was said into the microphone. So it was in the 80s, and it was in response to the Reagan administration ridiculing the gay plague. And I, oh, will, okay. I have a little article here, but I'll, I'll, I'll send us the link and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, send us the link to that and we'll uh, put it in the show notes. Um, RandomTPodcast at gmail.com. And anybody else can email us random articles about how. Yeah, we're not ready gay. for uh, camping yet. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> to quote Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm just saying. Just saying. He says that a lot, by the way. So, um, so yeah, so I had a uh, mm, there and I totally forgot it. I mean, I have, I have more you have a mm? Yeah, I mean, so. One of the things that I find important is that A, this came out in the 80s, and B, so 
in the late 50s, early 60s, we had Seduction of the Innocent, and that's the end of the Golden Age of Comics, the beginning of the Silver Age of Comics. And one of the things that they point out in Seduction of the Innocent is the creepiness of the relationship between Batman and Robin and accusing it of being homosexual. That was not something Steve and Bucky were accused of very much. So there's the thing where when... In the comics. Yeah, in the comics. Back in the day. Yeah, when Steve comes out of the ice in the comics, you know, he's saying, Bucky, Bucky, look out, because Bucky gets blown up on a train. But they have a very... Plain. There. Yeah, they have a very mentor-mentee relationship in the comics. Yeah. Because because Bucky is a child. Okay, and... But Robin was, too. DC goes dark, though. I mean, you only need but, to look at Batman the Dark Knight. But but DC. Yeah, you only need to look at Batman the Dark Knight Rises to see it's, like, 60-year-old Batman... The, the Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, it's 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 60-year-old Batman, 13-year-old Robin, and it's so creepy. Is that the second dick joke? <laughs> I think it is. I think okay. it's the second. But... But, like, this Arnie Roth connection is the first time that scholars have had, like, something hardcore mm-hmm. to say, yeah, Steve and Bucky are probably on each other in the movies. So, what, one of the things... <laughs> That's your scholarly yeah, opinion. Are. Yeah, you're, our, you're a resident academic on this, so um, uh, we must defer to you. So, one of the things that I've always really enjoyed... Day game. Yeah, day game. <laughs> so, one of the things I've always really enjoyed about the Marvel comics, specifically the Captain America comics, because the Iron Man comics and the other um, don't quite <coughs> hit it as much, but the Captain America comics have always been very, very political. Yeah. They've always hit it. They they started back in the 40s with Captain America Cap- and all the propaganda. was political. Was political was, to fight the he Nazis. He started before we got into the war. Yeah, he was he was propaganda about the war, and it's it's also worth noting. I, I brought the panel up to be, so I could quote it, but brainwashed Arnie, who is working for like Hydra or something, questions Cap and says, "Are you one of us?" And so it's this question of, one of "Is us. one of us is is Captain America gay?" Was the question? Yeah, because that was oh bad. that one of us. I was thinking yeah. one of us is in Hydra because modern Steve was retconned as is currently retconned as Hydra. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> That's a oh, please shit. don't get me started on that. I've I been on that soapbox far too often that I will rage if I think about the current arc anymore. But this this Arnie Roth yeah. run was continuing to have Steve be political, but it literally was aligning Steve with the queer community. That's awesome. Well, there's that. And then there was also the retconning of Steve's origin because originally he was uh, injected with needles in his original origin. But then he was retconned later because of the dr- the rampant drug abuse in the 60s, whereas he drank the formula instead of being injected which in the movies they combined it's also worth noting that that's partially because of the comics authority code the comics code authority uh after seduction of the innocent needles were put into eyes a lot in comics early on and so needles became like inappropriate for comic books yeah 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 so that's that's that board go away that advisory sensory kind of when did that it's still there. It's just instead of being like you're approved or you're not, now they have rating systems on comics. Oh, okay. So it kind of morphed. Like it didn't become like this is bad, this is good. Yeah, instead okay. of it's printed or it's, you know, handed out in the Hate ashbury and it's Mr. Natural Comics, it's yeah. now like everyone tea mature. That kind okay. Of yeah, Marvel does like nothing if, if not. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, they'd write fanfics on yeah. their fanfics. Uh, it's just canonical fanfics. Well, you know they have, like, mar- different Marvel yo- worlds because there's the, the what the, is it the story of M? House the, of M. House of M storyline and then where, there's the uh, Earth Where Scarlet Witch done fucked up. Yeah, and <laughs> then, then there's, uh, I think, the MCU's based off a lot of the uh, Earth 616. Yeah, 616 is the main Marvel one. 616 so. is the stuff I looked up for this because, yeah, 616 yeah. is like the main arc, but... But there's right. crazy shit elsewhere. I mean, there's pet avengers so 
There's also zombie Avengers. Please tell me Captain America's a golden retriever. I can't remember. I know Thor's a frog. I'll look it up. But oh my god, that's me. Thor's a, Thor's a frog? frog? Okay, I'm gonna get a picture of this. But oh yeah. my god, I, mean, I need in, this immediately in, in my life. In 616, Captain America fights a werewolf, and then there's an entire line where he becomes a werewolf. Oh <laughs> so it's werewolf AU? Yes. That's fantastic. Oh, she, she's looking it up now. That's awesome. Oh my god. That's okay, awesome. so uh, so yeah, the, so both the origin stories for for Cap was retconned a little, but though Captain America: The First Avenger was basic, it was not as straight out of the comics as uh, Iron Man was. Iron Man was basically panel for panel accurate. The only changes were to update it to yeah. the Afghanistan War. It was updated to um, more modern to make it more relevant. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> All right, I'm going to need a link to that one, too, to put in the show notes. Fuck Thor. It's all about the show notes. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Our listeners are going to want to read this stuff. They so are. That's, I know Gina, Gina will, anyway. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, okay, I'm going to go through... Pet Avengers. Okay, so Thor's frog. What are these? Who is... There's, there's not... Oh, so is that, is that a falcon? Cat Red Wing. Well, Red Wing and Falcon. That would make sense. So most of the pet Avengers aren't one for one for the Avengers. Captain America. Most of the pet Avengers aren't one for one for the Avengers. They're just like, uh, they actually work with the Avengers. And like Captain somehow America. the frog gets oh. Thor's power. It's it's interesting. It's Earth 97161. Oh my God. Okay, so that's on the, oh my God. you're looking on the Marvel Wikia. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's easy enough to find. I enjoyed so, that thoroughly. All right, so again, let's. Gotta stay on task here. I know Johnny's hurting cats here today. I'm trying. She, she I'm trying desperately. All the alcohols after this. So, uh, and I will get them. Yes, you because I'm buying them. Yeah, and <laughs> so you're not the, driving later. No, I'm not. So, uh, the first America, first America, yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. first Avenger. It was not quite as panel for because Iron Man one uh, was panel for panel Iron Man's origin story. Yeah, Captain America, the first Avenger, was very, very close. But not quite. Just not quite. Peggy Peggy Carter is a completely different character in the movies than she is in the comics. Because in the comics, she was never a part of the SSR. She was never a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. That never happened. She was in the French Resistance. She was military adjacent. She was a part of the French Resistance, but she was never as big of a character as she is in uh, the movie. Which I love... Peggy Carter. And yo, you guys do know that my grandmother is Peggy, right? So you're Peggy Carter is my grandmother. Or? No, technically my grandmother's name is Peggy. Seriously. Okay. She and she's from the UK, which my grandfather went over in World War II, fought in, war. fought in the war, met my Nana, and brought her home. Yeah, she absolutely is Peggy Carter. I, I Yes, yeah. I am the grandchild of Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter. So did cool. you like pop out knowing how to shoot a gun or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Cool. My the love affair I have with Peggy Carter is is strong and pure. I adore her because I don't I don't know much about her in the scope of the comics because my knowledge is in the movies. Yeah, because well, in the comics there's not much to her, so you're not yeah. missing a lot. Um, well, the thing is, there's a, okay, there's a, and if we're gonna go with Peggy Carter, we got to go to Shannon Carter. Shannon Sharon Carter. There's a lot of controversy about the whole Captain America Sharon Carter. The shoehorned kiss. Okay. I agree. I'm not arguing with that. But to as someone who saw and enjoyed and loved the comics well before the MCU, <laughs> that's true. It was Sharon. Sharon Carter was 
Peggy Carter was never his love interest. It was always Sharon Carter. It was always supposed to be Sharon Carter. So to me, it didn't bother me as much. But yeah, timing. The timing was really inappropriate. I didn't have much of a problem with the idea of having Sharon as a character and having her in the movies because my introduction Mm. in the... But she was important to Winter Soldier. She was. And my introduction to Captain America in the comics, because I I read Captain America comics before, you know, a lot of the movies came out. And I started reading when Cap died. And that's when all that hoopla was... That's at the end of Civil War. Yeah, at the end of Civil War. That's at the... That's when all the hoopla was like... You know who killed him? Yeah, I do. Sharon Carter. I know. But... (laughs) that aside um she was brainwashed i know i know i know i know all that but it's just like like that all that hoopla was what draw, drew me into reading captain america so like, okay so sharon's a part of this and then once i saw that she was in the movies and that we were leading into civil war and or, or like it could be possibly, civil war yeah civil war was the only logical conclusion that could go though and then i cried a thousand tears when i realized that's where it was going because it's like i knew because i was just terrified because i knew how it ended the comics and i'm just like don't do this to me because I, I just found the love of my life don't do this to me i was excited but i'm a monster and you i know are. that in well so in the comics they don't actually kill steve steve is like trapped in a, a time thing yeah but you th- think he's dead yeah, but you get Bucky Cap, and Bucky Cap is fun. I don't know. Mostly and then the only, Falcon Cap. I mean, mostly the reason I dislike uh, the Sharon Carter kiss is because it smacks of queer baiting in a yeah, way that you don't yes. see. So, like, um, you know, I I found it worth noting that in no, you can go, you can, you can, okay. I, I found it. I found it worth noting that watching rewatching the first Avenger, um, when they have the the scene with Bucky and Steve, where it's like you should keep the uniform, and it's like the super gay scene and then it's immediately followed by both of them being interested in in peggy it really does fit with classic queering and you know these concept of the love triangle where the two men are interested in one woman but they have more interest in each other but like because no one ever acted on either it was okay but in civil war to have steve doing anything for bucky and then oh i'm gonna kiss her now smacked of queer baiting yeah yeah. Absolutely, 100%. And also the fact that we know for a fact that that scene was filmed after. Yeah. They stuck that in later. I know. Stuck it in. I mean, if they just stuck it in at the right time, then it would have been extra gay. But, you know. Or the right people. <laughs> Although, okay, I have to admit that one of my favorite lines in Civil War is, can you move your seat up? No. No. I need an entire side film of okay. that drive. Yeah. I know, like I the, need one of the, like, they, the tiny, tiny because cars. the shorts they don't do the shorts anymore. I need I need a short of like, their road shorts. trip. I mean, I mean that too. But I need I need one of those Marvel shorts of their road trip. Just the two of them annoying the hell out of each other on the trip, like just Bucky poking the back of Falcon's head oh on the drive-in, like I hate flicking. You flicking his ear like doing something that's just going to irritate the hell out of him on the red because look someone pulled up the map and it was like a 17 hour drive that they were on so it was like i in a tiny car i need to know did he choose such i i I get why he would choose such a small car but there's nothing funnier than watching chris evans step out of a car that small mr 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 dorito in a mini cooper well not just mr dorito but also falcon and bucky also, I found it hilarious that it was a Volkswagen. They were in a Volkswagen bug. And I was like, you chose a German car? Is it because you only know how to hotwire German cars? Yeah, I mean, that's how we learn how to steal cars was in Nazi Germany. He I mean, stole, here's the thing. He stole a truck in go um, big or go Winter home. Soldier, which was like a newer truck. So the argument of, well, maybe that's the only kind of car he could hotwire. Nah, he got a truck before. And, and modern truck, too. Yeah. He because got a the- truck for him and Nat. But when it's him and two other quite large men... 
Let's get a tiny car. Yeah, because that modern car, that's got, like, computers and shit in it, where the little Volkswagen Beetle that he got, it's all uh, analog? I don't know what to call it. Which is funny, because three... (laughs) Non-electronic? Three buff dudes in a truck? No one would blink twice. Three buff dudes in a bug? Everyone would be like, what the hell is wrong I'm just imagining one of them just being pressed up against the window with, like, their face flat against the glass, because there's no other room, and they're just driving down the road. Again, that's called a threesome. Yeah. Because if if in some small way you do not ship the three of them, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, I, yeah. That's you're lying. fair. Yeah, you're lying. That's fair. You're lying. <laughs> okay, so maybe we oh should, my like... God. <clears throat> anyway, so... I think we, I think we deviated from Peggy, though, but, like... Yeah, but it was a natural progression. I love me some, some Haley Atwell. Well, and I, I really, like, respect so much. her. And I love that uh, Chris Evans has said that, you know, when he was doing the first movie, he was, like playing the character is very interested in Peggy and the fact that he did that really allowed the you know the fanon to take off of this concept of bisexual Steve Rogers because like the fanon is so intense that the whole thing of Stephen Bucky living in an apartment in Brooklyn like that's not a real thing that's just fanon oh yeah exactly and yet it's pretty much law yeah at this point in time or or in the tower together yeah or in the tower together but it's like remembering the apartment in Brooklyn when they were kids and he was skinny Steve still so it really opened up these doors for intense fanon of bisexual but didn't they reference that in, in Winter Soldier? Because like we had that flashback scene after his mother's funeral, and he's like, "Yes, if we but they need were it. they were talking about putting the cushions on the floor like they used to when they were kids." And I'm like, "Uh huh." Well, and Steve was going home oh, that's to right. his apartment because Bucky had to find the key for him. So like they didn't live together then. No, they didn't live together. But I'm a. <laughs> I always got the impression that Steve was going home to the apartment that he shared with what was his mom or his parents. He didn't live alone. Yeah, that it was, and that's why he was having trouble getting. He couldn't handle because that was home, and his parents weren't there anymore. But Bucky was there, and and says the line that killed me for all eternity. You mean the one that's written on our shirts right now? Yes, that would be the ones. I'm with you to right the here. end of the line. Yeah, that's okay. That, uh, no, I I don't do the touchy touchy. Um, it is. It's rule number three. No touchy. Rule number one is don't separate. Rule number two is something else. And rule number three is no touchy touchy. Um, that's the random tea podcast rules of movies, especially like when you're in danger. But anyway, um, that's totally different. I'm just, anyway. I'll explain that later. But um, the first time. Caitlin and I really connected was she was dressed as Howling Commando's Bucky and I demanded a picture with her and she whispers in my ear to the end of the line and I was like I'm done I'm done that's it you're mine okay well here's the thing I was next to Steve all weekend people would be like oh Captain America and then they would go oh look Bucky's there too and I was the star and Johnny comes up to me and goes I need a picture with Bucky and I was like hey baby I'm with you till the end of the line (laughs) i mean i had to it was everything i ever wanted and then our our friendship just just took off and you know we realized we're both angry and dead inside and it's been great i know we've bonded over being dead inside (laughs) yeah pretty much okay so (laughs) (laughs) we've killed claire claire did you not know i whispered that to her no I didn't know that at all yeah now you know (laughs) i just remember i just remember that entire weekend that any time that I had to go anywhere. You said you'd offer to hold my shields. Like, it's okay. You'll be dead soon anyway, and I'll pick it up. Oh, God, yes. The entire weekend. It was so... Because Civil War had just been announced, and I was howling commandos, Bucky, so I wasn't even... You know, I wasn't really in the you know proper 
outfit for it. But yeah, which would be like, all right, I need to go to the bathroom. And I'd be like, I'll hold your shield. Goodness knows I should get used to it because you're going to die soon anyway. Every single okay, time. Okay, so let, let's discuss uh, the Civil War and the passing of the shield. Because canonically, we know, in the comics, canonically we know that Steve, quote, dies. Quote, unquote, yeah. Um, and it's Sharon Carter, brainwashed Sharon Carter, who, but Bucky's also there too. Everybody's been fucking brainwashed. So, um, <laughs> and it's actually Tony Stark who convinces uh, Bucky to pick up the shield. That ain't happening in the MCU. No, it's not. But... Bucky's only condition was if Iron Man's people, his the Stark Industries, would remove the conditioning in his mind. And that was his only condition for picking up the shield. Why wouldn't they do that anyway? That's dumb. I mean, you would think that the condition to remove conditioning would not even need to be a condition for these conditions to happen. Stop it. Just stop it. No. Don't do this. <laughs> we came out to have a good time, and I'm feeling attacked right now, and you need to stop. Suck it the fuck up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Bucky's, uh, Beck, Bucky's origin story is completely retconned, but uh, I'm glad that you brought up Roth. That really helps out. Steve's origin is pretty much immaculate. It is what yeah. it is. It is what it is in, in the comics, and he is who he is. Only the fact that he did not die at the end of Civil War. Now, yeah. are we happy about this, or... Yes. Well, I you, think it's you just would be. Hurt. I, you would be because it affects your cosplay. I think it's just going to hurt more when it comes. I just don't. I, I just don't think it'll be. I think, think it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, I do. I think Iron Man's going to die, and I have a lot of reasons why I think Iron Man's going to die. Well, and, I, and I actually agree with her. The way, like listening yeah. to her arguments, okay. is actually a very sound okay. argument. Purely think about Robert Downey Jr. He's going to have to leave at some point. That's part of it. They all are going to have to at yeah. some point. <laughs> well, and you know. The thing of it is, though, is is Marvel set everything up so that they can pretty easily send them away on a mission and just never do another movie with them. Yeah. But, um, you know, Steve has a metaphorical death at the end. But I still think in the next movie, we're going to see Iron Man die. Okay. Shit. So, well, okay. That was dark. So you think Infinity War? Or do you think later? Um, I'm not sure. I have some conditions. If we want, I can rant about it, but I, I have some thoughts on when he's going to die and how. We might save that for... Well, do, you know, Doctor Iron Strange Man. has been confirmed for Infinity Wars. That's a confirmation. Oh. So, so what I would like to know is what our listeners think about uh, the whole... Stuff and things. Is, is Captain America going to die? Is Iron Man... I mean, what's going to happen? Because these guys, believe it or not, they're getting older and they can't keep doing the... I know. I, know, I see the look on your face, Queenie. Um, they can't keep going on and on. They've got to move on to the new Avengers. We have to move on to new stories. Yeah, yeah, And bring yeah. on new stars and whatnot. Yeah. And do young Avengers and Lord go ahead and let Scarlet Witch and Vision have a baby together. Oh, my God. That's just That's creepy. That's a terrible idea. Poor Paul Bettany. No, but then no, we No, really, get it's a terrible Wiccan. idea for the world. Oh, you want Wiccan, yes. I want young Avengers. I want Wiccan. <laughs> but so, but I want our listeners to let us know what they think because they can email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. Or they can get us on the Twitters at Random Tea Casts. Or they can get us on Tumblr at Random Tea Podcast at Tumblr.com. Dot Tumblr.com. Dot Tumblr.com. We switched up. That's okay. Yeah, we're backwards. Um, and on the Facebooks, uh, Facebook.com slash Random Tea Podcast. You know you said it wrong, right? On the book face. We need to be on the Instagram for me to not ignore it and not use it. We can get an Instagram account. I can do that. I believe it's pronounced Instantgram. Can I run it for you? Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> we'll discuss that. So, uh, yes. but. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Or if you don't really want to remember all of that, you can go to our website at randomtpodcast.com and all our social links are on there. Yeah. Along and with all the fuck ton of podcasts we do. The other podcasts we do with, because uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in season four. Yep. Uh, yeah. Both seasons of Agent Carter are out there. Unfortunately, that's not coming back. So what 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 else can they find on our website? Um, they can find our Amazon affiliate link. They can, which which you click through and buy things from Amazon, and we get little bits of money. We get pennies. Um, and it doesn't cost you anything else. And please, if you're going to do Cyber Monday or Black Friday or all your Christmas shopping, like just click what? the link, and then I mean, you can even load your shopping cart ahead of time, go out of it, click through the link, and then just. Bye. Yeah, because the the cookie expires after 24 hours. It does. It does indeed. Um, but you can also <laughs> check out our sponsor. Uh, unofficial Natural Phantom Fragrances. That would be the one. And so uh, this particular podcast, we're going to feature uh, one Mr. Uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. I don't know who that is. What? Can you? I do. Can, can you elaborate I'm, I'm sure on who he do. is and what he's all uh, about? But in fact, I don't actually have that... Um, I'm wearing Mike from uh, uh, Stranger Things today. Are you? I am. You are. That's uh, that actually that limited edition ends the end of this month. I know. So, so get on it, people. You got to get on that. I totally don't know what did, Steve did you not Rogers. Have it out? I don't. He smells ha- like freedom. Is what he smells. It smells like. like freedom. Yes, it's Steve Rogers. Um, he they, smells like Dorito shaped freedom. And there's also a Winter Soldier one, by the way. <laughs> I have it. I can let you smell it. I, I have the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Do you want to smell like Bucky? You want to smell like Bucky? I mean, I'm imagining lube, metal, and sweat, but I'm still on board. I'm thinking gun metal and hair grease. uh, I think it's like... No, they're essential oils, so they don't... I don't think they have a lube essential oil, but I could be wrong. No, it's all all natural essential oils suspended in water, and they're these sprays. Uh, It's it's, uh, aromatherapy benefit. Memory. We're all about that. No, it's memory. Oh, no, it's memory. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I have it. I'll, I'll let you smell it. Um, but yeah, check them out. If you use our uh, custom code RandomTPodcast, no you get 10% off $5 or more. Uh, if you have uh, fandom friends that you want to buy Christmas presents for, I mean, they've got Star Wars. They've got Disney. You you know, they're great. So we love them. You will, too. That's anything else? Um, just smell like your favorite character, man. Smell like that's, your favorite character, man. Because Dumbledore smells like lemon drops and old books. It I does. kid you not. It does. I kid you not. It's true. Yeah. I need a thousand because essential oils are amazing and I love aromatherapy. And uh, I need a thousand they will be Bucky. in the room that you are sleeping in tonight. I have about probably 20 bottles now. But will they be in the room where it happens? They will be. <laughs> Hamilton reference <laughs> number one. Okay. Oh. So, all right, let's get back to our regularly scheduled crying. <laughs> So, all right, what else? Okay, so, uh, how do we feel about the absence of the main antagonist for Captain America slash Bucky Barnes, who would be one Red Skull? The fact that he came and went in one movie, and however, he actually went through decades and decades of comics. See, I don't know if they were going to plan long term for him, but I know the actor was kind of like, this is dumb. He was not into it well and you know i don't know there's something about having this so captain america has always been very political and red school represented the nazis but to have a diffuse government organization that seems to be the good guys 
that is actually the bad guys is so politically accurate for current fears and the current political climate yeah. that it seems better to have a faceless terror of an organization rather than one red-faced, scary-looking dude. And you know, that may and be why it was kind of... Dis- about Hydra. Yeah. yeah. That may be why Hydra itself, i.e. Hive Ward bullshit on, <clears throat> on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe that's why it was so unsatisfying. True. Because you built you hype Hydra up as this big, huge organization. Agreed. And then it's like, oh, wah, wah. It's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Feel you. we were underwhelmed by that. Feel you. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't because I don't watch it. <laughs> I wasn't because I don't watch it because I'm too busy. Well, Nerd. you should now. I know. You're only I don't know if you know this, but behind. we podcast for it. I know. I've listened to a couple of those because I texted you guys during them. <gasps> yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you, yeah, did. you did. So um, I've got some feedback uh, from Gina. Yay. Cause, all right. I'm just looking at the time. Uh, so Gina, who is probably the stuckiest stucky listener yeah. that we possibly have. She has That a, at least has talked to us. Yes. Other stucky people, why are you not talking to us? I know, right? So she writes in. She says, hi, you ladies. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Bucky and Steve since I've had so many myself. According to you two, I used all the words and could have used more. We're referencing yeah. her 200,000 yeah. K-fic. I would uh, love to be able to write that much. She says, I hadn't read the comics before getting to the MCU, and the MCU made me want to get the comics since Chris and Sebastian do such an amazing job playing them. I have almost the whole Ed Brubaker Captain America slash Winter Soldier run. I like the changes that the MCU made to the characters, having them grow up together. And from a fic writer standpoint, there is so much left open from the childhood to the war to dig into and write. For me, that was fun to write and try to imagine what the friendship was like since they were such different people. Steve is skinny baby who gets cold when the wind blows and Bucky is healthy and put together guy for a while, at least (laughs) despite his swagger. Bucky was always really kind to Steve, and Steve was always there for Bucky. I wish they would have left in a scene of Bucky at the war in the first Avenger just to see where he was compared to Steve at the time. Some some equal screen time really would have That's been. That's true. Well, and there's, there's the big question is, why is he just now going to the war? <coughs> he was drafted. Bucky was drafted, yeah. Yeah, and Steve's the one that's like, I want to go, I want to go, and Bucky waited until he was drafted, so that's, that's yeah, a there's whole a very deal serious difference. Yeah, there's a very serious difference in yeah. personalities there. I'm on board with that concept. Like, I'm super on board with the concept of, of Bucky being drafted, just because it fits, like, the personality type they've created yeah. for him, and... I would I would love to see a, a you know scenes of Bucky in the war, but I just feel like he would just be one of the dudes. Like he's he's good at sniping, but otherwise it's like he's just one of the guys. I didn't really realize that he was waiting until he was drafted. I thought the process was that you enlisted and then you got your orders to when you need to go. Like I didn't realize that. Well, so that's right that's what he says. But the the idea in the fanon is that Bucky is strong, young. And healthy, and so if he had enlisted, he would have been taken immediately. And, and then, yeah, and it's it's already a little bit into the war. So if he wanted true. to enlist, he would have done it sooner. So he was probably drafted. His ass would have been in Europe by then. Yeah, he would have been in Europe by then. I'm convinced of it. So yeah, um, but I think that's interesting because he's the young, strapping. You know, he's the one that yeah you think he is. Would, yeah, he is that you think would be, and then strap. strap. Yeah, strap. Let's can we just strap. Dick joke number three. Strap on. Woo! Strap on. Yeah. Strap on, strap off. 
Oh, wait. The strapper. I was going to do it. I was just about to do it. (laughs) We've only had one glass of wine and a beer each. This is, well, not Um, and. (laughs) Anyway. So let's, let's, let's get back to the email because we need to. Uh, Gina goes on to say, from chats I've been in about Winter Soldier, Steve would have let Bucky kill him on the helicarrier and it was a sad reason, but maybe one you've all had. We, are we all in agreement? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It hurts. It does. Um, Steve gave his life to save everyone and yet he couldn't save his best friend when it mattered. Let's, let's, (gasps) (coughs) now, Claire, do the baby cry. Oh, Jesus. That's that's beautiful. Uh, and uh, let me let me get through this email. Oh God, you snorted. Uh, now here, now here was his friend again. And if Steve couldn't save him this time, then what was the point of trying if he failed to save his best friend? I think Bucky had a moment of clarity when he saved Steve, but he left to get his head on right for a bit. I don't I don't think that's headcanon. I think that's canon. Yeah. yeah. He just wanted plums, man. Plums are good for memory, and that's, that's what he all wanted. he wanted. Well, and I think it's, you know, because of the Bucky we see in Winter Soldier being so afraid of his own programming that he yeah. would only go back under cryo, that if he, I mean, if you realize that you just almost killed your best friend... You'd probably want to be away from them so you didn't accidentally kill them. Because he's, like, I can only imagine what's going on in his head. He's okay. so mixed up. Can I just say that I, okay, you were talking about falling in love with Bucky in the sniper scene. Okay, that was great. I didn't fall in love with Bucky until Winter Soldier. I was with you. You were there. Yeah. And there's, it's the car chase scene with Samuel L. Jackson and Cap. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. And there's that whole car chase scene, which if you listen to our, our Winter Soldier podcast, I go on and on about how it was such a turn on. That whole... Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you, it was a turn you, on. You and car chases, man. Man, yeah. Car chases seriously turned me on. Yeah. And then at the end, and like Bucky's sliding down the highway holding his fingers, and that was oh. it. Yep. That was it. That was the orgasm scene. That, that was the orgasm scene right there. I am with you on that. I think Claire has made me... Okay, so that one I made some noises at, but then when we saw Winter Soldier in the theater, that was the first time... Or not Winter Soldier, uh, Civil War. is the first time Claire and I saw a cat movie together for the yes, first time. Yes, The noises I made when he got the motorcycle... <gasps> Girl! Girl. The noises there's, I made when he got that there's, motorcycle. There's left boob grabbing here, for the record. Um, yeah, but it was it was the Winter Soldier sliding down the interstate with his finger scene that... That made me fall. That's where I fell in love. I didn't fall in love with Bucky Barnes. I fell in love with the Winter Soldier because I am the anti-hero person. I love a good fucking anti-hero. Mm-hmm. That's probably why you love Marvel. Because let's be honest, Marvel's villains are heroes that something has happened to. Yeah. So, um, did you have some? No. Okay, I didn't want to interrupt. All right, so let me go on. Um, where the fuck was I? I don't even fucking know Sorry, where it was. Sorry, Gina. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to... Uh, worth time to save Steve. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, now here's his friend again. So you can save him. Uh, Bucky, moment of clarity. So, okay. If Civil War hadn't happened... Hadn't have happened, Bucky might have stayed in hiding forever. Yeah. Are we agree with that? Oh, yeah. Okay. In his mind, he doesn't know or really trust anyone. And even though he saved Steve, he knows he almost killed his best friend and doesn't want to be a burden on Steve, which we just said. 
I know some people were super pissed at Bucky going back to cryo, but it made Bucky's it was Bucky's choice. And since he made so few of them in the last 70 some years, I could see him doing it. Plus he's protecting Steve from worrying about him, which is such a Bucky move. He's also helping ensure their future essentially yeah. in that if he can be woken up to where they can get the programming out of him that which tony stark does in the comics right but he if he's able to do that that he can ensure that the two of them can actually be able to work together that the two of them can try to rebuild and have that link to each other without that thing hanging over them that that you know oh one day could say someone could say the wrong word and i snap your neck also we get the symbolism like symbolism the symbolism (laughs) let's be honest here for a second the cryo represents a very easy to to read womb yeah and the bucky that we had did not come out of cryo knowing what he was doing he came out of cryo as the winter soldier and slowly broke his own programming and so by putting him back into this womb like state missing the arm missing everything that hydra made him the winter soldier made him the winter soldier it gives the writers the ability to pull him out Fix his brain, put a new arm on him, and you have a clean slate of a character in which you get to use aspects of the Winter Soldier and aspects of Bucky without anyone questioning it. Yeah. And if he were, you know, still awake, then you would have to fill in that time. But no, when they want to, they can just say, Bucky's back, he has been unprogrammed, and now he is bigger and badass than ever before. Also, he's in Wakanda, and where does Vibranium come from? (gasps) Oh, Wakanda! Wakanda! Uh, so Gina goes on to say, I don't know if this Bucky would take the cat mantle since he was still all Hydra baggage to deal with, but I could see him doing solo missions to try to right his wrongs, or he buys a farm near Clint's and raises chickens with Steve just to get some peace. So the bigger question here, and this is what I want to ask, do we feel like Bucky will, Sebastian Stan, who has a nine movie deal contract with Marvel, will he pick up the shield? Not this Bucky. I don't think they'll do that. You don't think so? No. I think they give it to Falcon. That's, That's what my thinking is, too. Is they, that they're like, going to skip straight over? Yeah, I think it would give... Because Bucky only nine, has it for like a year. Yeah. yeah. He can have the nine-movie contract, but still then be like the Winter Soldier. He better fucking he can come be back. Bucky to Captain America with to. it being Falcon Cap. Yeah. And because I don't... Yeah, we could we could totally have the Captain America Bucky sidekick storyline that was in the beginning of the comics. We could have that now. Yeah, easily. Well, and I mean, we're dealing with Marvel still, which, you know, had the the first um, in, in comics gay marriage. So if you're going to choose who to make Captain America, if you're going to either kill or retire Captain America, you're going to choose the person of color. Because it's Marvel, they literally have an entire line of comics where the Avengers, no one is white. Everyone is of color or green. Because yeah. she or, or green. Well, she Hulk's there. So. Oh yeah. yay! Uh, that's me. there's also Red Hulk. When it's it's during the Infinity Wars where you have the all oh, yeah. new Avengers who are like everyone left behind. Which we've already set this. We've already set the stage for another team at the end of um, the new Avengers team. At yeah, with, at the uh, end of Ultron Falcon and where, Red Scarlet, you know, and they're going to go train Vision. this new team. Yeah, yeah. I just want the young Avengers to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We see where you're going. All right, we're, we're, we're getting close to the end here. She has another question. So what do you think their post-war lives would have been if they hadn't died? She says, she, <laughs> now wait, if they hadn't died, if Steve hadn't gone into the ice, but Bucky was quote-unquote dead. Uh, so Steve would have married Peggy for sure. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe Bucky would have gone off and gotten into hijinks with Howard... Before settling down, or 
Would Bucky have stayed with the Howling Commandos and done some Cold War stuff? I think Steve would have ended up in the SSR with Peggy. And they would have had hijinks with with Howard. I have thoughts about that in a second. Um, I think Bucky would have stayed with the Howling Commandos. Well, but that's the thing, though. We thought it was kind of weird in Agent Carter when they brought them back post-war. And they're kind of operating. We don't know how long the Howling Commandos would have. I mean, is that just a... An army unit that just stays. Well, as, as we know, the Howling Commandos was very fluid and the members came. I mean, Groot was a fucking right. member of the Howling Commandos well, at yeah. some point. Yeah. It's like the Avengers. Everyone's yeah. been a, a member of the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. And and we all know Dum Dum Dugan actually ended up as a... Um, LMD. LMD. So because Nick because loved Nick, him so much. Because Nick Fury couldn't let him go. He made him an LMD because he loved him. So if you need another... Sh- if you need a new, LMDs, if you need a new ship... Nick Fury and Dum Dum Dugan. Can you tell me what an LMD is? Life model decoy. Speak up. Oh, a life model decoy? Yeah. yeah. I had no clue decoy. what LMD stood yeah. for. Oh, okay. Life model decoy. Okay. I was just like, I'm going to smile and nod until I figure out what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with that. I can't imagine a world in which Steve would stop being Captain America because if he doesn't want people to be bullied and now someone has given him the physical power to stop that, considering that Peggy stayed involved... And there's the whole, like, oh, she stayed involved because Steve died. It's like, no. No, that's who Peggy was. She's a boss-ass bitch who will do what she wants. Yeah. And I feel like the two of them would have been awesome. And, yeah, it's Bucky. That's his best friend. Like, they'd still probably... I feel like they'd just go do the stuff from the comics and end up, you know, dressing in dresses and undercover and stuff. Yeah. So... It'd be hijinks. So are you saying the Howling Commandos would become the first iteration of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they'd they'd pull in all their their boys. Okay, but, but here's what I think. I think Shield would never have been created. That's oh. fair. Oh, I yeah. think the the entire cha- if 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 Steve and uh, Bucky would have lived, and Peggy would never have felt the need because Steve and Bucky were still around to do <laughs> Steve Bucky things, they wouldn't need Shield. So I feel like Shield would never have been. I think she would have been something. It might not have been Shield, but she would have been like SSR or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe even yeah. Yeah, because there's that point of of someone's saying that someone really wanted to make sure the name of the the, the it really w- well you do know shield. that that the, the 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 initial shield actually changed like three different times in the comics. Yeah. Oh, they I could, didn't know that. Yeah, they changed it several different times. Shield was so many different things. I'm just trying to think of the timeline too, because even in Iron Man, um, they were still calling it the strate- the strategic homeland. Blah 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 blah. Because blah. they didn't figure out it spelled shield <laughs> until you know Phil Coulson I was mean, like, "Hey, what up?" I mean, it took 60 years for them to figure out. Because Phil is not a canonical character. I know, but he's, he's the best. He is. Well, he is now. Yeah, he is. Can they bring him back to the movies, please? I, need I know. Him. I need my Phil Coulson in movies. Cap needs to know. He does. I'm so Iron upset Man needs to know. Tony Fuck needs yeah, to Tony know. Needs I think Tony know. above anybody else needs to know. Well, I don't know. I think. Um, oh, what's the Tony's girl's. Pepper. Pepper. I think Pepper needs to know more than anybody. I have feelings about Pepper. I know you do. <laughs> a lot Are of they feelings. About feelings? I mean, in, in real life, yes, but about the character, they're less tingly. Well, she's completely different from the comics too. Yeah. She is nothing like because you, do you know who um, Pepper marries in the comics? No. Please say Rhodey. Happy Hogan. Well, okay, so they've conveniently made the only thing that Tony's life had going for him other than Iron Man go away, yeah. which is why I think he's going to die. But um, I, 
I need him to be treated and I need like all the people that are well, experts just- on PTSD to go, hey, you know what? You have all these symptoms like Sam should. I mean, he worked at the VA on this. He should be the first one to be like, I think Tony has PTSD. That's why I think it's notable that. Oh, he totally does. That Sam tries to save War Machine when he falls and that Sam also does not seem pissed off that Tony turns around and shoots him. That's true. Because he knows. That's true. Yeah. Um, but nobody's treating him for it. Of course not. Because that would that would that would mean that Iron Man would be a like stable, well adjusted. Character. Yeah, no, no. But they do address his anxiety issues in, in three, Iron Man three, they do. which they made do. me feel as someone who has anxiety issues. It made me feel yeah, validated, like, and validated and represented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did such a good representation of a panic attack. Like I can't even tell I you. No, I was like, that's, that's my life. That's yeah. what it's like. So uh, let's. Uh, Okay, let's let's let me finish. Okay, do you think Steve would have? Uh, okay, Bucky would have stayed with the Helen Commandos and done Cold War stuff. I think he would have stayed with the Helen Commandos. What part do you think Steve would have played in founding <laughs> Shield had he come back? Do you think that there would be a fourth? I'm thinking there would be a fourth picture on that wall. I don't know that it would have. Yeah, but I don't know that it would have been Shield. But I know that as soon as no, it wouldn't be the Shield we know today. I don't think McCarthyism would have happened if Steve was around. Here's my thing. I don't. I don't think Howard would have had kids. Oh, because Howard Stark's got kids. Sorry, that's just a hook the reference. One. Just the one, just the one. But like the fact that when he was how old? Yeah, um, fifty-three. We're, we're not fucking talking about that. The, the MCU timelines fuck me up. Yeah, the MCU timelines are special. But like you know, Steve was Howard's greatest creation, and yeah, he was. you don't think he would yeah, have tried to ever recreate that because he had Steve. Oh, I, I think I think he would have tried to recreate it, but I think that that you know, that drive that we see in Howard of this creation and how, like, the way we've seen in the MCU and in the comics where Tony is supposed to be his legacy, he would have already had a legacy. I don't think he would have had kids. I don't think Iron Man would ex- even exist. Mm. One thing, half of Civil War was the fact that Iron Man was jealous of Steve Rogers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. Daddy liked you more than me. But, like, Steve is just too forward-thinking to really... To be an old curmudgeon? I mean, to be an old curmudgeon, but to really not be put in the ice yeah it's just it's too wonderful to have someone put in the ice and come to a contemporary time and it's this mirror against society in which you get to realize someone that's been in the ice for like 60 something years can still be somehow more progressive than the current government that he's working with and that's an important plot point yeah i I think that's i think that's the great thing about the mcu is they made that real clear like he he sees Fury when he first wakes up, and he's, like, nonplussed by that. It's not the fact that, oh, look, there's a black man in charge. He's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, your boobs are wrong, and that's how I noticed that. And, and, and the, yeah. the game is wrong. I love the headcanon that, like, Steve Rogers would be noticed angry her. and loud about vaccinations because it's, yes. like, no polio. Yeah, because he's, no, he's... polio is nice. But, yeah, you're right. Like, he, he comes you know out of the ice. That's a nod, too, right? The polio nod? That's Didn't a nod... There's an iterate, it's not an MCU comic iteration, but it's a movie iteration where Steve had polio. Yeah. It's, it's literally a nod to that. It, okay. That makes sense. But yeah, I think, I think that, I think that's nice to see him and you think he's going to be this like 1940s dinosaur and he's like, fuck the patriarchy, you know, like it's great. Cause Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. You expect him to be so, you know, oh, it's, it's, you know, Captain America. He's going to be like, ho, 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 let's be American. And American. He he shows up and he's like, fuck the police, let's do this. Feminism. <laughs> he was feminist before feminist was feminism. That's 
Which is so important, because you have this lineup of soldiers, and none of them listen to a damn thing Peggy says, but Steve's like, yes, ma'am, may I have another ma'am? <laughs> oh, she was going to maul that boy. She was going to eat him. No, it, and what we determined it was the second he got the flag. Yes. She was like, mm-hmm. It's like the thing of what is, uh, if Peggy Carter had a smartphone, what would be her background? And the answer is skinny Steve. Oh, skinny yes. Steve in a heartbeat. That, that's Haley Atwell. Yeah. Haley Atwell. Skinny Steve. <laughs> Say it, Claire. Yeah, I really, I, I really enjoy the fact that you can tell in the movies that, first of all, they do a really good job of making you fall in love with Steve Rogers before you yes! fall in love with Captain America. And I yeah. really, really enjoy that they do that because I adore the character of Steve. But they also do a really, really great job of showing that Peggy had fallen in love with Steve. Skinny Steve. Fall in love with Skinny Absolutely. Steve before, before she fell in love before with Captain the boob America. Touch. Before, before the boot touch. Do it for all of us. It was just such an, scripted. such an important thing to yeah. see that, the that they allowed. Well, but that that was also a a flip on the role role role. That's a role reversal, mm-hmm. gender role reversal, right there. Yeah. Which uh, still, you know, she didn't have the right to touch him. <laughs> just saying, no permission. I don't think she technically touched him though. I think if you look she at it, there's didn't. about three inches. She of space. didn't, but still, it's you know but that's unwanted attention. She came real close, but again, role reversal. He's like a girl almost touched me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Gina, Gina has one last question. Oh God, sorry, Gina. There's there's last question here. Do you think he, meaning Steve, uh, would have adjusted to a post war life better as opposed to being transported to the future? God, no. No, because, like, a lot of, uh, like, they went through this big, huge war, and it was this, you know, against this this huge force of the Nazis, and in his case, uh, Hydra, and not a lot changed socially. The women were sent back to the house. Um, it was like, turn in your rivets, Rosie. Uh, we got this. I, I think he would have been really frustrated. Well, in the rhetoric of post-war, I mean, he's on a team with someone who's Asian-American without blinking twice, and the the post-war rhetoric was this painfully um, nationalistic concept, and Steve exists on a world scale. Exactly. Yeah, but that, that Helen Commandos didn't exist. That particular set of Helen Commandos didn't exist in the so comics. We're talking about the I don't care, we're talking about the MCU. Okay, fine! We're, we're talking about the beauty that is the MCU, but still, I just, the rhetoric that existed, like, I... I struggle to think that one social figure of Captain America could change the political and social situation so much that he made space where he would feel comfortable. I do think he would have, I don't know, I almost think he would have ended up uh, kind of like a, not a failure, but kind of washed up and angry and bitter because he would have fought against McCarthyism. He would have fought against, you know, all this, uh, all this shit that happened later. And I don't know that it would have... I don't know that he would have survived all that. He would have been a salty, salty human being. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if they tried to recruit him to be the propaganda for Vietnam? Oh, Oh, hell no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but no. He would have been like, screw this and walk out. I think think he would have quit a long time ago. It's worth noting that Cap started out, the comic started out as propaganda, but then Literally. literally propaganda, but then quickly moved away from that and moved into that true golden age of comics where it was a little bit more blind to social issues until the 60s and 70s. Well, but it was, and, and, but at the time though, it was unpopular propaganda because it was two Jewish creators Mm -hmm. and we hadn't gotten into the war yet and America was kind of like, I don't know, Jews are kind of sketchy. And so it was, it was, that in and of itself was kind of revolutionary because there were there were there was some pro uh, um, 
pro-Nazi sentiment in the United States more than more so than I think people would like to admit. So that was revolutionary, and I always love remembering that piece of him. Yeah. Boy, there was a lull in the conversation suddenly. We didn't know what to do. <laughs> it was like ten solid seconds of silence, and that never happens with us. No, it doesn't. You brought the shit down. <laughs> I'm sorry. She brought the no, hammer it wasn't down. You, it was Queenie. She she made it serious. How dare you? I made a Thor reference, and her eyes went wide. <laughs> Wait, what was the reference? I missed it. She brought the hammer down. She brought the hammer down. Oh! <laughs> bring the hammer. Do you want me to bring the hammer down? Okay, uh, alright, let's, let's end with this. Let's, let's, let's... Bring it down. Uh, let's bring it down for a level. Let's have a moment. So, we have, uh, Doctor Strange is coming out soon. Awesome. Which is gonna be awesome. I expect feedback. Uh, and then after that is Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Yes. And then uh, uh, is Ragnarok before that? Okay, but okay. So, any what I'm trying the point I'm trying to make is Infinity Wars, which is the next Cap movie, Mux movie Caps we expect him to be in. Yeah. Where do we expect his character to go in Infinity Wars? And will Bucky be back? Bucky's absolutely going to be back. Yeah, I mean he's he's going to be able to get a new shield. New vibranium. What I'm shield or arm? No, I mean cap. And cap. Oh, you're going cap. Okay. Both of them. Just, I just gotta clarify. Both of them can get some new shit. Honestly, what I'm expecting to see is for Cap and Bucky to essentially be the clutch people that show up when the fight needs them most. Yeah, and do the do and and try to save Tony, but Tony's gonna die anyway. Russos are doing Infinity Wars, aren't they? Yes. Okay, then I. Wait, Whedon, Whedon I, is in the out. Russos, I trust. Whedon is Whedon is out. Oh, thank God. Yes. Yeah, he quit after he he he, had a he left. Uh, well, we don't know where it happened, but he, as of Age of Ultron, he is no longer part of Marvel. Good. But like they've they've set up. So you know, one of the things that I find important is that in the comics you have uh, sort of a very dig in your heels. Um, Steve when it comes to the Civil War plot and yeah. it's only about the issues whereas in the movies Steve is it's it's not even as much about the issues it's just about Bucky at the end yeah. of the day like he's on board until it comes down to Bucky yeah and he's much more flexible and willing to drop the shield willing to move on and so <laughs> sorry I snickered at flexible yeah he's <laughs> flexible <laughs> but um I think what we're gonna I think nice. I think what we're gonna see is the two of them sort of show you know, wanting to stay out of it but showing up when yeah. there's no hope left, which will put Steve back on top as the head of the Avengers. And I I think they're gonna Disney it and like something's gonna happen where he's gonna try to save Iron Man, but Iron Man's gonna, you know, self sacrifice and actually blow up the nuke in his hands this time. Ouch. Because he was never the one to make the sacrifice play to lay down on the line and let your buddy crawl over him. Well, uh, Robbie he will be now. Ro- Robert Downey Jr.'s contract had run out right before Age of Ultron, and Age of Ultron is when he renegotiated his contract, but by renegotiating his contract, he was able to renegotiate. renegotiate. Words. I have a speech impediment, dude. Um, everybody else's contract yeah so i don't but i don't know how many more movies he's contracted for after uh with age of ultron they took away his girlfriend yep 
they they're on a break. They Brody. Okay, Ross and Rachel. But to be fair, <laughs> to be you. fair, I think it I think that came from the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow herself did not want to be a part of the movie, so they had to retcon it in some way. However, they should have just retconned it to where she, she was, was doing, you know, Stark Industries business. Because they did that in Age of Ultron. So they took away his That's girlfriend. Fair. They injured his you know, his bro, his his second in command. Right, right. He was on his boyfriend. His boyfriend. Let's be honest, he was kind of on the wrong side this time, whereas in the comics, arguably Cap is kind of on the wrong side. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, and then they made him Spider Man's father figure, and Spider Man's father figure dies, dies to make him more And impassioned. we know the MCU is already past the Uncle Ben thing, so they're you think they're gonna so do I it think with Tony. they're gonna kill Tony to bring Spider Man up to the big leagues. Aww. And I think that they're going to have Tony self-sacrifice to se- to stop Steve from self-sacrificing. Yeah. So, like, Steve's willingly going to do something that'll kill him, and Tony's going to stop him. I really Ooh. feel like Robert Downey Jr. is ready to move on. I think he is, too. Yeah. He's he's said that he's done with it. Like, yeah. He's, and, you know, he's ready to go. For a while, Chris Evans was on that, like, oh, I'm not going to re-sign. But then he loved it so much, and it was so it important. Was the, it was the Age of Ultron renegotiation yeah, that, that got him Yeah, back. that he, he's on for multiple more movies. And he said in interviews, he'll keep doing it till they're done with his character. Yeah. And he didn't yeah. used to say that. Yeah. And with having Bucky on, I think, you know, as much as it'll be great to have a different Captain America, I feel like America can accept a, uh, a CG raccoon. Yeah. And we've discovered that. But I think that changing one character to another character right now might be too difficult to say, oh, now he's Captain yeah. America. People yeah. might not like it. Yeah. I can, I can I'd like that. it. I'd like it. I mean, I'd like it, but we're not people. We're fucking nerds. Oh, I think, yeah. yeah, I think those who are really hardcore into the universe of the comics and understand how yeah. Marvel comics work the, would be the, able to accept it more easily. What, what, do you, what do you call it? The, the comic book people, the hardcore. There's a word. The nerds. The, the hardcore comic people. The purists. The purists. Purists. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. The casuals. Are the the people that spell comics with an X instead of a CS. Ah! People do that? That's yes. a thing? No. Okay. So this is a thing. So because when you say comics, C-O-M-I-C-S... Um, you're talking usually about comic books, but when you're talking about the scholarship of graphic novels and comics and the oh. entire literary thing, in order to get the literary scape, you put an X at the end so that it's comics. I did not so, know that. So is that like the difference between magic with a C and magic with a K? No, that's S- just douchiness. That's not, now, now, magic, magic with a K is a specifically different set of magic. I sense this coming up in a podcast in our future. And that's a revelry podcast. I mean, it's just sort of like yeah. a way that they were able to like the literary community. Cause like I do comic scholarship and that's, it's a way to, for the literary community to talk about comic books without necessarily talking about, Oh, just comic books or just graphic novels. So, so I think, I think that the way that you're going to not piss off the casual fans, cause let's be honest, there's a lot of us, there's a lot of like the aggressive fans, but there's a lot of casuals, but too. there's so many casual fans. Like there's so many people where I will start ranting about Bucky and they'll be like, Oh yeah, cop's friend. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's him. Just bros being bros. And if you, you know, those are the people that were worried about guardians where I was sitting there. I knew guardians. I was like, just, it was like damp. I was so excited for it. <laughs> so those are the people where if you said, oh, okay, now Falcon's cap, they'd be like, well, wait, how can you just wait, change what? that? This, this is yeah. who this is. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Anything oh, else? Oh, I do want to, okay. I do want to get them in on our bet um, and see who, who uh, sides with me and who doesn't um, really. Uh, so we, we know there's two infinity stones left in the MCU. Uh, there's time, and there's the is it soul or spirit? 
soul. Okay, there's the soul gym and there's the time gym. Yes. I claim that the time gym is in going to be in Doctor Strange and that the soul gym will be in Ragnarok and Queenie's going the other way. I agree with Janya because of the fact that one of the things that Doctor Strange does is travel from Ex- universe to yes. another. Yes. He travels in time and he travels from universe to universe. And even though that's moving in space, the space-time continuum means that it should be the time gym. Yeah. Yeah. Claire. I genuinely have no horse in this race because I know nothing about the gems in terms of what they are, what they do, and stuff. Well, in the, the comics, time so gym, like, the time gym controls time, and the soul gym controls. I got that souls. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, well, but, I mean, you want to talk about things controlling souls, like well, that's well, right. we already have Ragnarok. the mind. We have the mind gem Ragnarok too. Ragnarok is the end of the world. I know, but like we're missing the last two. These are the only two stones. These are the only two two stones missing. And yeah. with Ragnarok being the end of the world, and with Loki sitting in Odin's throne, what does he need to do? He needs to control people, which means that he needs the Soul Gem in order to have his legions, so that Fenrir can, you know, eat it would the also sun work because he actually genuinely had the Mind Stone first because he had it in the in the staff, so he was able which to control Vision their minds, which. So and is and he was controlling control minds people. and you know what happens after you control minds you control other people which is the soul gem. Yeah, you are good to me. If Queenie, they start no, controlling time, me. okay. Here's the thing: if right, no, if Thor starts controlling time, all of a sudden, or if Loki does, all of a sudden they're back in the Norse age and they're like, "Oh, holy shit, this is us," <laughs> and that's just too campy. But Doctor Strange, he can go to the future, he can go to the past. They can get a little sketchy with white dude going into like ancient Tibet and shit. Yeah, I agree. By the way, I, I'm sorry, I would also Queenie. like to point out that Michael's on my side. I don't, you know, y- y'all all suck, and that's just <laughs> that's just a fact. So is she gonna, Johnny? Is she gonna owe you a drink when? Yes, the, a bottle the, of wine. Isn't the it? bet is a specific bottle of wine that it's we both like. Built more at Christmas. It's the four hundred and fifty dollar Kroger wine. <laughs> no, it is. It is not the four hundred and fifty dollar Kroger wine. <laughs> no. Well, we don't, no, although we don't I have the Krogerses up here. Although I lost the Agents of Shield bet, and you I did. have to make her guacamole now. Yeah, you do. I mean, I think I think Queenie should probably go ahead and set some money aside for some wine. I'm a, <laughs> I hate throw you. this shit down right now. I hate you so much. I'm, I'm gonna hug it out of you later. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about here? Not Wait. on air. <laughs> Not on air. Okay, that's cool. All right. So, Okay, so to get the full picture on my scope and love and adoration of Captain America is that um, for cap for gradu- for college graduation, you know how people will do um, the decorating yeah. the corkboard on. I had a friend of mine do glitter paint of Captain America's shield. I had a 1940s era red dress that looked like Peggy, and I had very long hair at the point. Like I'm very short hair now, but I had hair down to like middle of my back around then, and I had it curled. Like, very you know, long ringlet curls, like, 40 style. I also made Captain America comic book heels and wore it to graduation. And I got the inspiration of doing the heels from Caitlin. Who made Jean Grey X-Men heels. And I gr- did my cap, my graduation cap. My parents still have it. Where my master's with, um, it was um, X-Men with Jean Grey in the middle of, like, a collage of the comic book stuff. And so this is literally just proof that, like, I had, I had no fucks to give about Avengers until, until Claire. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. We, so we, we brought a bunch of the Cap and Bucky stuff that we have, and 
we didn't bring nearly all of it we because left, we, we would have needed a suitcase. 70% of the stuff in our apartment. Like we brought us just a small, like we she drank beer four mugs. out of a sippy cup. That was, thank you. That was Captain America. I have a Captain America head mug. I have the, uh, you have two mug of those that when you put hot I water into mug. it, I've it, seen the mug. Mm-hmm. I have that one and she uh, has two of them. I do. In, in defense, I bought one and then one was given to me. But, um, so essentially, like, my, oh, I love I'm your. I'm showing off my Bucky phone case. I love case. your Bucky phone case so much. It was so part much. of my birthday last year. I need one so badly, but I dropped my phone too much. You need an OtterBox. No, oh, look. Look. <laughs> yeah, that, see, They're okay. showing off the it's phone. It's cracked. <laughs> dropped it a couple times. I've broken two phones dropping them, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, sorry I interrupt. Uh, but, so it's like. The the character of Captain America and even the cap the character of Steve just has resonated with me in the fact that I love I love the underdog I love one that's going to defend those that like defend the, the bullies innocent. or like, not the bullies but the bullied. yeah protect from the bullies to help those who are who can't help themselves the ones who need the help the one that is able to I don't know, just the idea of having somebody on someone else's side. Someone that appeals to a soft, squishy Hufflepuff like Claire. Yes. Somebody on somebody? I know what I said. Just I know what I'm about saying. I just needed to emphasize what you said. I I may word vomit, but I know what I say, I think. But um no, no, I just I really I love the character so much and what he embodies and what he's able to even like his his thoughts, his processes, his morals are able to transcend just decades. Like who yeah. he is. Yeah, he's timeless. He is. He's absolutely timeless. And the lessons that you can learn from his character and the, what he can bring to the table can help improve. I would say, you know, like everyone needs a Samwise Gamgee. Like if there was Captain America, yes! I think there would be peace. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> Please don't drop the mic. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think that's awesome. All right. Anything else? Anything else? Nah. Are we good? All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for listening.